David Osikin is in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Mainline and Kroger Percussion. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Mainline located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison, I'd like to thank Kroger Percussion at krogerpercussion.com at a backslash ITP and it'll bring you to a website. You'll get a 5% discount. Call Eric Metz at 215-669-8588. That's KrogerPercussion.com. Welcome to Sam Ash Music. You know, here we are on a Wednesday. We have some of my friends here in the audience, and uh, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be joined by my, my co-host this week, Cindy Drew. Hello. Cindy Drew, the legendary Cindy Drew. And I'm donning my um, vintage Hooters t-shirt that I got for my birthday. Isn't it cool? Oh, uh, look at that. Is that fantastic? And you know there what? You they sell these instruments here at Sam Ash. Yeah. You can pick one up today. Yeah, there you go. This is a great store. The people, Mike Calamia uh, and Zach, have been incredibly helpful getting this set up. My producer, uh, Taylor Credatus, drove in to help me put this together. And uh, uh, quickly, I want to do a quick shout out. We are sponsored by the School Rock in Berwyn and Mainline, uh, Dave Marsh and Rick Allison, who run a great program, and uh, my friends at uh, Kroger Percussion, and uh, there's someone else, uh, uh, Pocket Percussion out there in Doylestown. They actually help support my, my, the podcast as well. So I'm like, many thanks to them. So when you hear the podcast, you also hear a canned ad that I do that goes along with it. And uh, I am incredibly uh, grateful and thrilled to have my guests today. I have the amazing uh, Alexis Cunningham joining us. That's Alexis across from me. I know, she's amazing, and I'm sure you all know, but uh, she just keeps on getting better and more amazing, which blows my mind every day. And her producer and my longtime bandmate, my friend I love so much, Eric Bazilian, who is here today. Dave. I don't think there's a person I can love any more than this guy, except for possibly my wife, but I don't sleep with Eric. <laughs> Do we? Actually, we, we kind of do, don't well, we? We've never, we've never shared, shared a bunk. A bunk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really great to have, uh, have them join me at the, uh, at, at the Sam Ash, the ITP podcast. And uh, how you guys doing? We're doing great. You're how doing you? great. We're so excited. This yeah. So fun. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you. And, you know, uh, it's, it's really cool to just finally get out and have... Um, People, you know, people in, to, to connect with, you know. I mean, that's something that's amazing. Where did I go? I went somewhere recently. Uh, you know, there, there was an audience, and it was just like it. You know, I, I don't know if I will ever take that for granted again. I hope I don't, because it's so special to be able to do what we do in front of people, right? Feeling the energy. Well, you guys played at the Phillies, and I got to go see you there, and that was like so much energy. Yeah, yeah. On the hottest day of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get to do it again on. Uh, we get to do it again on Saturday at the Ardmore Musical. That's going to be fun. And I was just really excited when Eric Bazilian said he's going to come play on Saturday too, which is amazing, because you never know what's going to happen when Eric gets on stage. You have an idea, but then he does something that just blows all our minds, and it's always amazing. Am I right, Cindy? Yes. And you guys are celebrating your 40th anniversary, sort of, well, a, a year late. A year late, yeah. But um, yeah, congratulations. What a, I heard Robbie on, on your podcast. And, so you know uh, what I love about you, that you still call him Robbie. <laughs> I still, I used to call you Davy. Well, you still I can call me Davy. Dance to David, I think. You'll always be Davy. <laughs> always be Davy. Davy Dread on the drums. drums. Probably a lot of people don't really know that, but in our ska days, we had, you know, Rico, yep, yep. Uh, Davy Dread, and Robbie. <laughs> that was it, right? Because we did shows for when when Cindy was at at uh, WYSP. Well, yeah. 94.1 was not always a sports channel. I had a TV show, though, and that's when I shot you guys on, uh, at Grendel's oh. Lair when you played there. So I have you do a man, man in the street oh. on video. Yeah. And yeah. that was one of your earliest... Uh, it might have been your first time ever on TV, I think. Possibly, yeah. No doubt. You know, I mean, that, anything that had to do with man in the street was always, 
you know, first of all, we were, we were kind of blown away that they were playing it on the radio, and two, the fact that, uh, you know, to get on TV back then was a, was a big deal. So it was, it was pretty massive stuff. It was like 1981, right before MTV came about. So. Yeah. yeah, a little bit before that. They were amazing times, you know. So I kind of feel like um, recently I've been reconnecting with those old days because of, you know, doing the Philly special and my In the Pocket project, like going to the record store. Somebody said it to me the other day about having... Um, uh, it's so grassroots on that level that it, it struck me uh, that, you know, what we did early on as the Hooters, how we used to, I, I remember, we, we, I don't, maybe, maybe you might know or you don't know, but uh, we used to put these little flyers up on poles back in the day when you promoted a show. A show was, we didn't have the internet, you know, nobody was getting on the radio. The way let, you let people know about a show was you, you made a flyer and the Hooters made a flyer that said H-O-O, right? With a question mark. With a question mark, right? Which was brilliant, you know, at the time. And I, the only, only, only flyers of things like that I would see on walls was um, Ken Queter and the Secret Kids. So to, to see, and then, and then I think two weeks later, the strategy, we had a marketing strategy, not me. It was like Eric and Rob, they were the smart ones. And we, they, we, they, they said, okay, now let's add T-E-R, right? And, 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 and that was the following week, and then, or did you finish? I can't remember if it was Hooters or if it was just TR. You I think know it how was that just was. Hooters, and yeah. then, and then uh, I think after that, the flyers started going up with gigs. Yeah. To, to promote gigs. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was just an amazing time. And, and recently, because of, you know, because we did independent records, we did, you know, Rob and Eric were through that whole record company. Uh, uh, thing that you went through where you're answering to an A&R guy or an answer to a record company president and you're trying to walk the fence of doing what you want to do and what maybe you think they, people want to hear. And So when, when the Hooters started, it was the Hooters were uh, truly original in a sense that we were going out and they wanted to control their destiny. You know, it was always like calling the shots and on a marketing level to the point where we started making our own records. So that's why I like admire when I see Alexis doing her thing, and I mean it, I, I'm sure there's some people I know like Melissa and, and uh, uh, um, Lauren, people that see Alexis doing gigs in town. I mean I, you, I don't think there's anybody that works harder than you oh, in, right true. now. No, well I know you, you. Well you're so humble, but you are out playing all the time. And what did we do all the time? Played all the time. Played all the time. All Gotta the get time. your 10,000 hours. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just put in a lot of time doing it. And, um, and it does, it, you know, it, things, so my, my mailman said it to me the other day, uh, it was my buddy Mike, who plays guitar. And he said, man, I was driving down the street and I saw some guy wearing bell bottoms. And he said, freak me out. He goes, like, he's like a conservative mailman guy. And I said, yeah. And he said, like, it, 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 you know, because I was telling him about doing vinyl. And I asked him to take my vinyl to... To the, to, to the post office for me. But he said, like, it's all coming back. And, like, to me, like, I, I, you know, we have new ways to getting to people with the Internet and podcasts and things like that. But I, I just, you know, I, I almost feel, I feel connection to those old days with the Hooters because of my record and our record with the stuff that we've done with that. I shouldn't say mine because all you guys have participated and helped me do it. But it, it makes me, it gives me hope for people that are doing it again like you. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're working it, you're playing gigs. Like, you play all the time. How do you do it? Uh, yeah, I play like six days a week. I don't know. I needed it. Yeah. I, th I think I, that was at a point where I thought I was good or good enough or whatever. And then I realized when I was thrown into like four hour gigs or like two four hour gigs a day, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not there yet. So, yeah, I just kind of, and it's an awesome job. It, it allows me not to have a nine to five or whatever. And that's great for a lot of people, but yeah. it never stuck for me. So this, this, this worked out for me. This is like my training camp for the well, next level, hopefully, right? Yeah, well, was it an indication of what I heard when you guys were doing your, your sound check? I, I, I mean, like you get better. When I first met you, you were amazing. I, I was like, my jaw dropped. But every time I watch, it's like you, you, you go to another level. Well, Just like hearing notes. I see it in your eyes. It's unbelievable. It's a remarkable thing to watch, and it's been great. 
So, you He's know, so nice, what kind Dave. of goals do you have, Alexis? Lofty. I'm like world <laughs> domination. Yeah, <there laughs> that's what go. I see. But and anywhere I fall under that will be just fine. Mm. You know, I I think we'll find our space, whatever that is. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd like to be able to tour. I'd like to be able to make like a a good living, and I'd sure. love to write songs for the rest of my life. So if it's for myself or somebody else, like yeah. you know. Eric's done quite a bit of that, and then... He's pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have a cool mentor, yeah. a great mentor. Yeah. yeah, and you guys have been doing great stuff together. Would, I mean, look, uh, would, would you like to demonstrate a little bit of what you do? Is there something you'd like to play? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, cool? Alexis. What do you think? Yeah. Hey, listen, I, and I want to open it. this also up to, you know, uh, <laughs> this isn't just me. There's a mic out there at some point. If you guys have any questions or you want to... You know, join in. You feel free. You know, I just want to let you know that's going to be open to you as well because I'd love you to be a part of my podcast in every way you can. You know, so. Is that Gordon? Oh my God. That gosh. is Gordon Townsend. We have How a member of the, Gordon, Gordon Townsend. Townsend of, of somebody I used to play on Street Beat. There we go. Oh, cool. And Charles Grumbling is here. And there's Fran Connolly. Yeah. She gave me this shirt. <laughs> and Susan Dash, who is. Trying and, uh, to salvage what Turk, I thought left of my voice. Turk, Ed Abrams, uh, Liz Godonis, and the senator. Dallin Pavey, of course. <laughs> my man. Yeah. Dale and cool. Leach. Thanks for the coming, one and only. Guys. Hey, man. We're fans, baby. We're fans. <laughs> so, as we go. Yes. <laughs> All right, this is, a, this is one of the songs that we wrote together. It's called Blind.
that, right? Yes. Yes. All by yourself? Uh, it's a it's a co-write. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. So yeah. Great. We well, went in to write a pop song. I think you would just come back from like a retreat, a yeah, songwriting a retreat. Pop songwriting retreat. And he yeah. was like, "I've got all these cool tricks. We're gonna do it." And then it turned into a rock song anyway. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. Really great. Really great. So How did fun. you guys find each other? Yeah. I. I yeah. I don't even know that. How that happened. I got an email, and I, I honestly can't remember who it was from. But he knew the guys that were managing you at the time okay. and said, uh, got this artist and, you know, she sings great, writes great, looks great. And um, I was at a point in my life where, God, no, n never again, <laughs> never again, because I've, I've had my heart broken many times. That. And then, um, mm. you know, I, I listened to some of the songs and watched the videos. And there was one song in particular <laughs> that was like, OK, there might be something here. This is worth a meeting. So you came over. And we just hung out, and it was like, cool, yeah. And then let's come back and write a song. And we wrote one, and that was good. And then let's write another one. And they just kept getting better. And that was, that was over seven years ago. Yeah. I know. It's wild. I think, I think the song he's um, referring to that he liked, I used to record myself in my dorm room. Uh, yeah. And I think it was called White Trash Girl. And he was like, that's it. <laughs> I'm from West Virginia, so I'm allowed yeah. to say that. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> I'm allowed to write yeah. songs like that. But, but didn't you, you play that? I think you might have played that. You played drums on, on that oh, track that oh, we did. Oh, cool. We, cool. Yeah. But, and you might have played it also uh, on, the, uh, on our podcast last time. I think you did, might have done an acoustic version of oh, that. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, because okay. you did a lot of really, uh, you, what really struck me, which was amazing, is just the, your, your thought process in, in the way you wrote and, and how, you know, you, <laughs> the subject matter and where you were going with your writing. I just found that fascinating. And it just like, like you're like the real deal. And, oh, and to me as a songwriter that uses their experiences to write songs, you know, and I know it's like, it's a hard thing after watching, you know, Eric for many years and how you have to find things to write about, you know? So what was really cool is that when you, when you got, you guys met, it was, uh, it was more so the connection as a human being than like, I mean, obviously, you knew, you heard her voice, and you went, yeah, yeah, she's great. Well, you know, I got to have a human connection with somebody to, yeah. to work with them. I mean, there yeah. are people, there are professionals, you know, who work with people they can't stand, but I, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I got to feel the love. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's, it's how you do your best work, you know, so that's great. And you have a new album out, right, Eric? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, ma I made an album during, like, the... the the non-lockdown that was in Sweden, but uh, <laughs> I was stuck there. I couldn't really come back here. So, um, yeah, I, I started recording songs in, in my provisional basement studio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sent, Dave sent you some, I sent you some files. You yeah. played some drums. I think it's an amazing record. I Thanks. Think it's, it's called pieces. Bazillion because why not? Yeah. You only get one chance to do that, and I don't know yeah. how much. It's very how good. many more chances. I love They're it. all new songs that you wrote alone. I know that you write with a lot of people. There are some other names on the songs because, um, uh, like, there was one song where my, uh, my cousin was in the room and I wrote it, so, <laughs> and he actually came up with the uh, the title, and uh, this uh, bleed red. He said, "All men bleed red." I'm like, "Yep, we can use that." Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, track. Great track. And um, actually, James Bourne is a co-writer because he told me that back in the '80s needed a third verse, and he kind of oh. spat some words right. out at me like, yeah, "Yep." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, there's that cover of the Beatles' Help, yes. which I didn't write. Yeah, those, those, guys, oh, those guys wrote that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was funny the way that happened, because um, I was writing a song, you know, how I write songs. Mm -hmm. I come up with a riff and a track, and I start singing, and I started singing, and it was all garbage, and then all of a sudden I started singing Help over it, and I'm like, I'm not going to write a better song than this to these chord changes. So yeah. it's, it's a loving reinvention, if you will. Have you had a chance to see the Rick Rubin, Paul McCartney oh, thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, two, three times now, yeah. yeah. There, were, were there things that you found out watching that that you were, that's even surprised you? Because, you know, I, you probably know already. I mean, you're a Beatle. I'm a completist. Yeah, you, you know. I knew, every, I knew. Everybody, he knows probably tubes that they used in guitars <laughs> and everything about the Beatles. Because when you see that program, you realize how brilliant they were. Like, I was shocked that Paul McCartney played two different, like, uses the bass on two different, like, the same track, but yeah. two different. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that, and I thought that was brilliant in the way he played, uh, you know, stuff. Is... Yeah, I mean, listen, he was my first favorite Beatle. Uh, 
As, I, how do you feel about Paul these days? God bless him. You yeah. know, he's still doing it. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he'll probably never write yesterday again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's fine. I, I like his new album. I, I just love the fact that he, he's doing it. Um, and he, he can still hit the notes. Yeah, amazingly. I mean, he looks great. You know, uh, he's got a great head of hair. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing about Paul. And Rick Rubin. I mean, Rick right. Rubin was just obviously such a fan yeah and you could you know there was an earnest love that he had yeah you know yeah. listening to this like really like i can't believe i'm in the room with paul mccartney he's telling me all the secrets here yeah yeah and, he, and he's done so many, so many amazing records too that he was in awe just you know I, I in case eric and i had a moment uh we we played um we played the top of the pops in england in 1980 was it 87 when we met him uh yeah, yeah. Uh, i never forget this because I, I, I don't know if you knew, but I didn't know he was going to be the other guest on the show. I had no idea. So when you know we were back in the dressing room, I, you know I heard Paul McCart I heard his voice, and so you know walked out. And Eric was standing next to me, and I'll never forget this because Paul looked over and he goes, "Hey, mates," and we were like, "Who's he talking to?" <laughs> and then we both looked at each other, we're like, "Wow!" And he came over and he goes, "I love your song, Satellite." And like, oh my God, when they hear that voice, Paul McCartney saying that to you, you're like. Are you kidding me, man? Are you, you know, it was right. Yeah, we we had a run of that, you know, a few months later. We were back in London, yeah. yeah hey, out to the Hooters, I'm George. Love your music. Everything <laughs> else out there is crap. Yeah, that's what he says. And are he, you he, playing nearby? Oh, you're playing Guildford. I'll get Eric. We'll come. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and yeah, he said it must be. John Lee said it. John Lee said, uh, "Must be great to be in a band." He was in the Beatles. You know, so we are pretty blown away by that. How about John Lennon? Did you meet him? Nope, he's the only one I never got to meet and never will. Yeah. At least not in this kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I did get to meet Ringo a few years later. Oh. Tell, him, tell him the Ringo story. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, so I was, uh, I was in L.A. writing songs with Mark Hudson, yeah. legendary Mark Hudson, you know, songwriter, producer, Ozzy, Aerosmith, and he was Ringo's uh, musical director and producer at the time. So he was spending mornings with Ringo and afternoons with me. So one day Ringo asked him, so what are you doing in the afternoons, Mark? Well, I'm writing with this guy, Eric Bazillion. He's, you know, he, he's in the Hooters and he, he wrote, uh, you know, mentioned some of the song, other songs I've written. And, Do you think he'd fancy having a write with me then? So he, <laughs> Mark, yeah, so Mark asked me and I'm like, I'll change my ticket, hell yeah. yeah. So. So the, the next day, I was, I was, it was in the morning, I was actually driving out to the valley to visit uh, Donna DeLore, uh, Madonna's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. a good friend. Yeah. And, and Mark calls me and on, on my flip phone, on my uh, whatever that thing was. And um, uh, uh, Eric, listen, Ringo wants to meet you now. Can you come to the studio? So I literally did a U-turn on the 405. Yeah. And, um, That's hard to do, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just made it. And, and I'm, I'm about to turn my phone off because God forbid the phone should ring when, when Ringo's there. And it, it rings. Yeah. And I, it, was, it was Ted Greenberg. Oh, yeah. And I figured, okay, I can, I can answer this before Ringo comes in. So... Hello, and just as I answer, Ringo comes walking in, and I'm trying to explain, listen, uh, I can't talk right now, because, and Ringo walks up and hugs me while I'm on the phone. Oh, my God. And it was just, yeah, he was, he yeah. was awesome. And then yeah. um, the height of the whole experience for me was, I was talking with Ringo, and his wife, Barbara Bach, was there, who's stunning. Yeah. And, and, and she was talking with Mark, and I hear Mark explaining to her who I am. Yeah, he's in the Hooters. He wrote, he wrote What If God Was One of Us? And Ringo hears that and says, now you remember, Ringo's got a thing about his height. So, so yeah, he wrote What If God Was One of Us? And Ringo says, what, so short? <laughs> so this is the mind that gave us, it's been a hard day's night, tomorrow never knows. Mm. Yeah, man, that must have been great. I've never had a chance to meet him. I'll never have a chance to meet Charlie. But, um, you know, those, those guys are you know, uh, unique musicians. The work Ringo's done after the Beatles it just speaks for itself. He's been unbelievable, really great. Would you like to play another tune? I, 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 and I hate to rush it because, but we only got about an hour or so. I'm like, I want to wow, get Dave. as much in as possible. Oh, You're right. ready to go. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, thank you for coming out, by the way. It's really nice. Susan Dash is here, the great vocal oh. coach, Lessons to Renful. Great, yeah. Bobby Perillis, oh, Lloyd, thing. my neighbor. Yeah. I love it. 
All right, this is another uh, song that we wrote together. It's called Working on a Miracle. Cool. And it's like our theme song, you know? Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on making our, our stuff happen. Every day. <clears throat> Every day, yeah. If I can remember the chords. time to be seeing somebody coming up and and you know developing I mean this is what I live for you know and just to be able to see this performance yeah. is just really special that was a beautiful song uh, thank you yeah. thanks I love for having the us. opening line say that opening line again when we were younger you were all I wanted summer with you was like an endless fourth of July that's wow. beautiful that just brings you right in it's just so well well written. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So for, happy that you guys like it. it. Right <laughs> uh, does anybody, if anybody has any uh, questions or anything they want to participate, there's a mic there again. I want to, I want to uh, uh, invite you to do that. You know, so uh, don't be shy. Don't be shy, and uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would love it. If you could, but uh, if not, that's fine too. We'll, we'll, we'll. They might need time Can to think about it. Thing. Yeah. I think it's real refreshing to see somebody with pure talent that doesn't need one of these voice boxes that you know does something to help simulate their voice to be better. Yeah. Oh, they're all hidden under here now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It is amazing. I mean, it gave me goosebumps. Good. Good point. Thank you. Yeah. This guy Eric's not too bad. No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the thing of it is, is that you know, um, and that that that's that's great, Dave, because um, uh, 
Steve Lukather, right? You know, <laughs> the colorful Steve Lukather who plays in Toto, he, he, he gets like really uh, animated. Uh, pretty disgusted when he talks about some of the stuff people do on, on live performances these days, you know? It's like, I mean, I, I, I you know, sometimes wonder, I mean, I, I, I guess maybe I, I'm spoiled because how hard the Hooters work at trying to perform and work. I mean, Rob and Eric work so hard at just the performance and the vocals, and then you hear like the real deal. Like we're we're in the room with the real deal here, the real deal. And 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 that nowadays, you know, there's a lot of artists that don't won't, won't put themselves in a position like you're in today, getting on stage and singing like that because it's raw and it's real, and that's where you see the the, the talent. It's amazing. Thank you, guys. Yeah. That's, you're making me feel so good. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Well, you've been working at it, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, but you hear, like I, I mentioned Lukather because we were at, you know, uh, he, I don't know who he said it, but he was talking about bands that just, you know, they're, uh, it, it, look, nothing wrong with sequences and things like that, but, you know, to maybe parts of the show. But to me, I think that it's really uh you know, I miss that, you know. I mean, you think about, we were talking about the Beatles. Recently, there was a, a show that they did uh, that, uh, I don't know where they, they aired it, but it was from the Hollywood Bowl, and they, they literally had no monitors, n nothing. I mean, uh, uh, no monitors, they, they couldn't hear a freaking thing, and there was, people were screaming, and they sounded amazing. You know, and like I don't, I, and Ringo had to watch John's butt to, to, to figure out where the time was, you know? <laughs> so I think that, that that's, um, that's um, I guess you attribute that to uh, all the work that goes involved, involved, you know, preliminary, you know, rehearsing, playing all the gigs, you're doing so many gigs, and that keeps you, you know, keeps the wheels greased. You that's know? right. You gotta keep it. working. Where yeah. are you guys where know? Are you playing? I do. Like what venues? Where are you playing? Um, so I, I'm pretty much around town, like right in this little pod. I play a lot in Conshohocken. Yeah. Um, and Wait, where, where in Conshohocken? What? Uh, so Tuesday night I play at Gypsy. Uh, Wednesday I play at the Guardhouse in uh, Gladwin. Thursday I play in South Jersey at uh, my mom's restaurant, La Capagnola. So I know right. the boss, and so I got a, I got a gig. Yeah. Uh, Fridays at the guardhouse, Saturdays I kind of mm. just rotate, and anybody who will take yeah. me. Yeah. I play like weddings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. mitzvahs, yeah. birthdays, so all. call me. No, yeah, 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 <laughs> no yeah. I, I really just you know, like to play and sing. Yeah. So. And you play guitar, too. I do. Not as well as, as this guy, so I thought I'd let him shine today. Oh, thank you. I yes. needed that. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then Saturday night, they're going to join us, which is going to be awesome. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the Pocket Project is going to be playing at yeah, uh, yeah. Ardmore Music Hall this Saturday night. What time does that start? Eight? Uh, nine. Nine? Nine. My wife keeps me locked in. She tells me nine. And you're going to be debuting um, we're gonna Young do, Americans we're gonna do, that you just covered. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we did this record, which is some people call it the Philly Special, which is all the tracks that we recorded since... 2000, 2014 up till now. But there was like, somebody asked me the other day about, uh, uh, John DeBella asked me the other day about uh, the, all the other tracks that were recorded. And it just kind of got me thinking about the vinyl. And so, you know, maybe some of those other tracks will end up on vinyl at some point, but you know, we're, we're, we're doing that. Uh, the guys on the record, like your version of Heaven Laughs was okay. great. And, 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 and the fun thing about that was that we, I had my friend, Eric Orfane, from LA, who, who is uh, married to Sam Phillips, the, the artist Sam Phillips. He's a great string player. He put the strings down on it, you know. And then Rob Hyman gave me the, the, the blessing on that. He said that you did a great job on it, which was I'm really happy about it, you know, because it all starts with those guys. I love this project because David has uh, gone into the archives of Philadelphia history, you know, and he's covering the essential songs that came out of Philadelphia, all the hit records like. Open My Eyes by yeah. Todd Rundgren, yeah. right? But, but it's funny, Cindy, because it's not Disco really... Disco Inferno they were by all, the They trance. were all our hits. They were like people like, you know, the, I kind of use the people. It's like a community choice, you know, because if you think about it, like when I first started, we did All My Mondays, and that, like, who knew about that? We knew about Joey Wilson, but there were songs that really were... Uh, but 
like I always just assumed Open My Eyes was a hit all over the world. It went to number 88 on the Billboard charts, which was like a big deal. But here it was getting played on W. Uh, Wibbage. Remember Wibbage? Yeah. Ice Rooney McFadio Zoot. Yeah. Did you cover Girls Just Want to Have Fun? We, we talked about it because there's this whole... We, we, Michael Pilla sent me the, uh, uh, the original recording and it's so different. It really is so different than what Eric and Rob and Rick and Cindy did with Girls Just Want to Have Fun. They changed it. I mean, literally, you know, if it wasn't for... And God bless Robert Hazard and, and rest in peace and he's an amazing writer, but that song is a complete different song and I don't think it would ever it have been a hit if it wasn't for those guys. Rick Chertoff, who's the producer uh, of of the album, mm. um, Cindy Lauper's album. Yeah. Um, I have a story about him. He came on my show, Street Beat, and he said that he brought Cindy Lauper down to Philadelphia when she, before she recorded her album to see Robert Hazard. And when they were standing there watching him, he sort of nudged him, nudged Cindy when Robert started to do Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And he said, I think we can use this song. And really, the demo I played, I had the demo from Robert Hazard, and it was kind of like, so-so. I, I, I didn't really even like it that much, the song. But what Rick Chertoff did as a producer and Cindy, you know, brought her, she, she brought that song to life. I yeah. mean, there, there's some real vision there of Rick Chertoff, I think, to have heard the song the way it was and, and make it what it became. Well, certainly a lot of tenacity yeah. because she really did not want to sing that song. Oh, really? I, I will never sing that song. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You've got a history of a little bit of that going oh, on. Yeah. Well, Why I, did she like it? Um, I, I believe the words were demeaning to women Yeah. Um, oh. back then. And, she, uh, you know, she, none of us could really see how that song was going to land in her world, the world we, we were creating. And then the, 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 the big bang for that song happened one day, and I guess this was 82. We were working at our, the, the old ranch in Maniunk. And... Um, and we had tried recording this song. We tried doing it, you know, actually, here. I'll do a little musical demonstration here. We really got a drum solo going on behind there. So I was like, holy crap, man. We got a drum solo going on. This is what happens you go to a music store. It'd be great, but it's cool. It's so cool. the way the song originally went was... Right. With all apologies to Robert. And... Um, you know, for Cindy, who was Cindy, that, that just, that was a total disconnect. So we tried doing it, doing like a ska version. <laughs> nah. Sly Dunbar to this day thinks he played on it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a, that's a whole other story. And it's still, I will never sing that song. I will never sing that song. Um, yeah. And we, we tried even like a, like a, like a Cat Stevens ballad. I will never sing that song. And then one morning we came in, and this was when, when Come On Eileen was ubiquitous. Right. And right. that was one of those songs, you couldn't not love that song. It's one of the greatest records ever made. And um, so, you know, we're, we're talking about that. And then Rick comes over and says, so what about girls just want to have fun? Cindy says, can you make it sound like Come On Eileen? And like, ah. what? So I had an, I had an 808 drum machine, because that's what you had. Then the Lindrum was too expensive. And I remember turning the tempo knob down, changing the kick drum pattern to go boom, 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 right? And picking up my, my Strat and going, how about, how about something like this? Brilliant. That's funny. And, that's brilliant. And, and, you know, by the end of the day, I always wanted to sing that song. It's so empowering to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something wow, like that. That is a great story. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's great. Well, like, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest hit songs ever. Yeah. And it was written by a Philadelphian, Robert yeah. Hazard, yeah. with lots of thanks to these guys, you yeah. know, to make it what it was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you, you might do that one sometime, do you think? You know, I mean, I... I I, I think it would be interesting, like the, the reason we, you know, I, I'll tell you the story. I, I, I gave it to Richard, and he said, I can't do it because of the lyrics. Oh, yeah. And he right. wouldn't do it. He just, could, God bless him. He, he, he just thought it was too sexist, you know? And, you know, oh, sorry, wow. Richard, if I let the cat out of the bag. But the fact is, you know, he, he just thought, you know, it was a problem. And then, and then I, 
I thought, well, you know, I, I can't blame them, you know, it's, you know, because I agree, you know, so I, I, I uh, but at the same time, look, this was 19, he wrote that song in 1978, you know, it doesn't make an excuse for the guy, but it was just uh, what it was, you know, so, and, and then it, one of us, I mean, when you gave one of us to Joan, it wasn't like she was like, I'm going to do that song. Yeah, how'd that go? Oh, well, I, I, Another example of Rick, Rick Chertoff's A&R and people skills genius. So, I, you know, I'd written the song the night before, you know, if you haven't heard the story already, is, you know, Sarah had just moved over from Sweden. We watched the making of Sgt. Pepper, four-track recording. Hey, what's that four-track recording? That's the thing on my dining room table. Oh, record something for me. I had a guitar riff. I made a track. She said, sing it. I started singing, and that's what came out. Yeah. So that's how the song came in, into, into existence. The next day... We had a session with Joan, Rob and Rick, and Joan and I were getting together writing the songs for her album. And I said, I, I wrote this song last night, it's crazy, and, and let me play you the, the demo. So I put the demo on, it ends, I see Rick sitting there and he's in his space, like, <laughs> it, it's a Rick thing, you know? And, and he looks up, he says, Joan, do you, do you think you could sing that? He didn't say, would you like to sing that? Because she probably would have said, are you kidding? Do you think that would be good for the album? Mm. This is not, it's nothing like the rest of the album, but he said, do you think you could sing it? And she said something to the effect of, I can sing the phone book, write out the lyrics. And uh, we, I ran her through the melodies, we recorded a guitar and vocal, and um, we all, I think we all knew. Then I got in the car, I put the cassette in, and I you know, started practicing my speech. Ladies and gentlemen of the Academy, I'd like to think, which I never got to give, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but but you were there already because I, it was nominated. I went with him. I wrote him. Yeah. He invited me, and he said to me, he said, if I, he said, if I lose the seal, I won't mind. And afterwards, he goes, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. Cause it was the seal it, song that won. Uh, it was the was seal that, song. Yeah, that's Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. He got ripped off. Yeah. I, I actually ran into him at Fred Siegel the day before. Yeah, I remember. And I went and I said to him, "Hey, man, you know, I wouldn't mind losing to you. You've wrote, you know, you've got a great song." And he said, "I hope you win. Aww. I've gotten all the reward I need for for my song. You deserve to win this." Oh, that was nice. That was, I know, it was really like, oh man. Yeah. He's oh, a so, mensch. Okay. Well, I'm going to put you to work again. How about another song? Yeah. Okay. Next. Okay. Should I play piano or guitar on this? All right. This is another Philly song. This is about being uh, young and in Philly and and playing on South Street. We used to play at Dobbs a lot when I was younger, and I thought it was the coolest place ever. And unfortunately, you know, it's not here anymore. But, but yeah, that's that's mentioned in this. This is called "My Drugs, Your Money." Maybe I know you too well Is this why it hurts like hell? Nothing's louder than radio silence We dream all the same dreams We wish all the same things Lately all I hear is radio silence Why won't you talk to me? Nothing lasts forever But I thought we had something sweet All I want to do is
let's burn one down let's go paint the sound whatever happened to i'll never let go of you come on let's burn one down you know what forget this town whatever happened to i'll never let go Another great one. It's a little punky, so like us. If, if someone, um, someone wanted to uh, buy a, your record, how do, how do we do that? Or, or find your record, or find uh, what you, you wait. You gotta wait. So, <laughs> you gotta wait, but, so but the, we, the did, we did do a Beach Boys uh, yeah. thing this summer. We did mm -hmm. a Beach Boys cover album, yeah. Reimagined, and, and that's right. wherever you stream music, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, but it's exciting to know that, that something special will be coming from you at some point in the it future. It is exciting. Yes, you, know you can expect it. I mean, yeah. we, we, have a, we have a killer album. And, you know, once again, it was just an example of the universe making things fit. You know, I, I had moved to, to, uh, to Stockholm, Sweden, and I, I met a Slovenian artist who introduced me to another Slovenian artist who wanted to make a record who had a a producer engineer friend in Slovenia with a studio and said, you must come to Slovenia, you will love him. So I went to Slovenia and, you know, Martin Stibernik, yeah. who is an amazing musician, person, producer, yeah. and I played some of Alexis's stuff for him and I, he, he sent back a, a sketch of a of, of blind, actually. Yeah. And I just knew this was the secret sauce we needed. So he came over here twice. Yeah. And we made this record and Dave, you played on a bunch yeah. of it. And, yeah. and and it's, it's amazing. It was a blast. It's amazing. Thanks for coming and doing I, I, that. With of us. course. Yeah. I mean, you know, anybody that you hear, you're a musician, and somebody plays you something that's amazing. They, you know, you can play, and you're like, of course I will. You know, it's incredible. It was a gift, to be honest with you, to be able to do that. You know, and I'm looking forward to when everybody can hear it and get it and all that stuff. Oh, you know? we so, can't wait. We have know. been waiting a long time, but it's been worth it. And obviously, yeah. we needed the yeah. the time. Yeah, of course. Right? Does anybody else have anything? Uh, yeah, sure. And, and you should tell that story. Yeah, I think it's on, oh, right? Okay. Zach, is that on? Yeah. Yes. Hi. Hi. Uh, you mentioned hi to all of you. Yeah. Um, thanks for having us as an audience here. Yeah. Um, you mentioned vinyl. First of all, I love the album. Thank you very I, much. I love Thank it. You, I, you know. Fall in Philadelphia well, is one well, of my favorites. You should tell Eric the story. He doesn't know where, where we know oh, you from. Oh, we met. Many years ago, many years ago in <laughs> many DC. years ago, when I lived outside of DC, I worked part time at Penguin Feather Records, and you guys came and did an in store because the reps all knew I was from Philly, and they were always like, "Oh, Tommy Conwell and the Hooters and and everybody." So I thank you again uh, for that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned vinyl, mm. so um, I want to take advantage of the fact that I have four people here whose lives are entwined in music. Yes. I collect vinyl. What's one album that I should make sure is in my collection, other than a Beatles from you, Eric? <laughs> uh, from Unforgettable Fire by you too. Yeah, uh, Bring the Family, uh, John Hyatt, or yeah, John Hyatt. I think that's John a great. Hyatt? Yeah, yeah, that's a great record. And you, you said Unforgettable, Unforgettable Fire. Fire by you too. I've got a really esoteric one if you can find it. Okay. It's uh, it's a, by a band called Auto Salvage. <laughs> I and knew you were going to say It's called that. Auto Salvage. It came out on RCA Records in 1968. And I think it's one of the greatest progressive folk rock albums ever made. In a way, they sort of invented Prague. And it, was, it died a very swift death back then. But I still listen to it. I even covered the title song uh, a few years ago. Dan so Reed, Auto Salvage? Auto Salvage, auto yes. Okay. I, I think it's okay. one word. Okay, yeah, thank you. Great. And 
Alexis. Alexis. Okay. I don't know if I can choose um, between uh, the first Fleetwood Mac album or Sheryl Crow's first album. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. And uh, and probably John Mayer's debut album as well. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, I would say. It's funny that John Mayer mentioned him. John Mayer, when I was, I was worked for, I had a stint working for mp3.com years ago. Like, I guess it was the mid-90s. And there were so many artists now that, uh, I remember Linkin Park, John Mayer was an artist just putting music online. I remember, this guy, this guy's pretty good, you know, I'm hearing it. But uh, it's great. It's, he's uh, pretty good. You can bring it up. It's like, or his guys. acoustic What's your live album, too. Yeah, Which one? The acoustic live album. If you search it, it will come up, and it's just like oh, everything okay. is incredible. Yeah. Okay. You have a favorite record? Do you have a one that you... You know, you my, my number one favorite is Outlando Stamore, oh. The Police. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. But Baby Grand's in my collection. Oh. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, there you wow. go. I remember collecting them years ago at Plastic Fantastic. I'm sure uh, you're familiar yeah. with wow. that. Yeah. yeah. But, I, um, yeah. Anyway. Never enough. That version of... Uh, Never enough that Baby Grand did is uh, I have all my students play try to play to that because it's brilliant. It's like Rick Murata is just ridiculous, mm -hmm. and he's in the zone. It's just like that's true art of a, a of a drum track, and it's brilliant. That's a that's a great record. David Kagan and Rob Hyman and Eric Bazilian and Carmine and well, actually that that record we had uh, Neil Jason playing bass. Was it Neil? Um, no, it wasn't Neil. Oh God. Uh, J John. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was that other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, uh, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Uh, any more questions? Anything before we uh, move on? Well, listen. I want to thank everybody. I think we're. Yeah. So um, I, I, I want to mention that everybody here has records, and uh, I have a record. It's called the Philly Special. If you want to get it today, Dallin's over there. There's a record over there. You can purchase the record. Also, Eric has records, too. You can get at your website. Um, I actually haven't. Uh, you, you can message me, and we'll just do it, like, privately. I have, like, a few uh, a few CDs that I, I, I got to do a full run, and I'm going to do vinyl. I know. I just got to get around to it. Yeah. I got a lot going on here, so. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. And then we have this band, The Hooters, that we're going to go on tour with oh, next year, right. so. No, but seriously, if you want, if you want uh, a CD, DM me on one of the things. I always check for, you yeah. know, unread yeah. messages and I'll, Absolutely. I'll make it work. PayPal, all that. Can we, can we get another song? Yeah. Can we get another song? All right, we're going to play uh, our Beach Boys mashup for you cool. to send you out. And if you want to stream it, you can go check it out. Alexis Cunningham, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere. Okay. Right, I do have to sing on this a little bit. Okay. I know when we sing together, it's like Beauty and the Beast. It is, it is not. It's not like that. Hello. 
Thank you so much for having us and letting us play for you today. I got one more request. Can we hear something of yours? Oh, something of mine? Of yours. Oh, something of yours. I heard, you, I heard you doing something that, oh, like, really at sound yeah. check. I'm going like, you know what? Or you should do this if you can. Well, I, I, we have something rehearsed together. Well, you can do whatever of yours that you choose to do. It's fine with me. I mean, I, or should I do something from the new album? Yes. Okay, you know what? Yeah, let, let, let me see if I can do this. I've never played this on guitar. Indeed, I think I heard that on the radio. Did you could have? And there's a gr there's a great video, by the way. A friend of mine in Sweden, uh, Max Telving, who's a genius filmmaker, uh, had me come up to the uh, Swedish countryside and shot an uh, amazing video. And it gives back in the '80s a completely different context. Yeah. It's right up there on the YouTube's. All right, it's very check it out. I don't know. So uh, I, I do want to thank. Sam Ash, Mike Calamia. I guess you're not answering uh, your wife's question. I, I want to thank. No, no, we're going to. We're doing it, man. We're doing it. It's happening. But I must thank. I want to thank my sponsors, especially. Thank you very much. I want to thank you all for coming out. You guys are the best. 
I mean, just get the support from my podcast like this, from my friends. I, I, I can't thank you enough. And I saw some, you know, I know you all. I love you. I see Turk and Ed and Mike and, and, and Bobby and David and Gordon and everybody. I mean, just thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough. My lovely wife, Dallin and Dalen and, and, and Dallin and Dalen. Look at that. That's pretty cool. How about that? I, I won't confuse your names, I promise you. So uh, I, I want to thank the store, Mike, and I want to take it out with one of my favorite songs that ever, Erica has uh, ever written. He's written some great ones, and I love this song. Uh, he wrote a song called Until You Dare that I think is fabulous. So he's going to play that for us, and we're going to say goodbye on this. Yeah. Alexis surprised me the other day by saying that this was on her Songs I Wish I'd Written. I wish I'd written. Songs I Wish I'd Written playlist. And to me, this song is always sort of the one that got away. Uh, you know, when I wrote it, I kind of had the same feeling I had when I wrote One of Us, but planets have not lined up. But Alexis is going to help me sing this. And hey, quickly, and I forgot song. to thank my co-host, my wonderful friend Cindy Drew, for coming out here. She's amazing. Thank so you amazing. for having me. This has been a real treat, boy. Thank you. This was a blast. Really, thank you. Cindy, Dave, everybody, Sam Ash, wherever you are. Thank <laughs> you.
great song. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, Alexis. Thank, Thank you. you, Eric. Thank you, Cindy Drew. Thank you, Sam Ash. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. On In the Pocket. <laughs>